Mitä pelataan podcast? Episode 4. UK Games Expo 2018. This episode is about UK Games Expo 2018. So I will basically tell what I did there, how did it feel and how did it go. That's all in this episode. There's nothing else. No top nine lists or anything else. So I ended up in UK Games Expo because we as a family decided that we should go for a holiday when the teachings end at the university. And we were thinking where to go and noticed that we could go to London and at the same time we could go to UK Games Expo because it's close by. You can go there by train and such. And we thought about it for a while and noticed that it would be a good idea to go there. And also UK Games Expo is the first bigger convention where I'm going. And we went with the family and stayed all three days there. We stayed in Birmingham. We already went on Wednesday evening and we left on Tuesday morning. And we stayed in the center because the hotels were half the price, even less than half the price. And 10 minute train to the NEC where the UK Games Expo was held. And we thought that we see the city as well. And we did. We stayed in London for a few days first. And that was very nice. Our hotel was in a good area in Bloomsbury. And it was quite easy to get around everywhere. We walked a bit too much there though. So we were a bit tired when we came to Birmingham. But all in all it was a good trip to end the semester. Before summer holiday. UK Games Expo is the biggest game convention or gathering in the United Kingdom. And I think it's the third biggest game related convention, at least in the Western world. I can't say from the far Asia or such, but from which we know of. Essen, Spiel or Gen Con are the biggest ones. And I think this is the third biggest. Bigger than Origins, I think. According to... UK Games Expo's Facebook page, there were 21,700 unique visitors in the convention. And the attendance was 39,000. But that's like how many times someone entered there. Meaning that if someone has three day ticket, that's three entrances. Although it was quite a few people there, according to the numbers, it didn't seem too crowded. Sometimes, like Saturday, some places felt a bit packed, but... It didn't feel too packed at any moment of time. Maybe the main road where you go there, not road, but the main corridor when you enter to the left and to right and directly forward, they were a bit packed when people were entering and exiting and such. But if you went a bit further from the gates, there were not that much crowds that you couldn't really move in. There were publisher's boots, quite a few of game stores in my opinion that were selling their games. Some of them were willing to make deals, some of them weren't. Then there were booths for some board game media creators and there was a family zone in the Hall 1. Hall 2 had smaller publishers, tournament area and miniature game tables and open gaming and bring and buy small publishers and then there was this area where new designers could test their prototypes or lure people to test their prototypes. I'm not into that kind of stuff because I have bad experiences from that. So I leave other people to do 
that kind of stuff. It's useful, but I don't really like it. So I try to avoid it unless it's a friend of mine or such. Bring and buy was very full all the time. Friday and Saturday I couldn't even enter there. There was so long queue that I thought that it's silly to queue 20 minutes, half an hour just to get inside. And then it was also packed inside. On Sunday morning I went there though and there was no queue. And I got to see what there is left. And generally what was left there were games with too high prices and some games that nobody really wanted to get. There were still some collectible items. I think very rare old games were still around. Maybe the correct people didn't see them who wanted them or maybe there was something missing or something. But there still were stuff on Sunday that some people should have been or could have been interested in. But nothing caught my eye or was that much cheaper there that I should carry it home in a luggage in a plane and train and such. I was hoping to find Yggdrasil from there but that wasn't the case. I couldn't really find one. But it's very normal not to find one and I think that if there was one the price would have been too high or if it was cheap it would have gone on Friday already. On Friday and Sunday we went with the whole family so I didn't really do much gaming or such. We were hanging around and seeing the atmosphere and whatever there was. And the first thing that we noticed was that the people were very friendly. Already on Friday it seemed that the people are very friendly and actually in general in UK they were very friendly. But in the expo everyone seemed nice and kind and very polite and I don't know they were almost Canadians. Very polite people. Everyone that we met or talked or anything when changing a nappy or something. There were many families in the expo and it was actually very nice, the area also. It was not very crowded on Friday and Sunday. On Saturday it was very crowded, but Saturday I was there alone because we thought that it will be a long day and maybe my daughter wouldn't want to stay all day there. So they stayed in the Birmingham area with my wife. On weekend, Saturday and Sunday, there was also this comic and movie convention, collector's convention or something like that. So there were lots of cosplay, especially on those days. There were Ghostbusters, Minions, Jedis, Stormtroopers, and so many Deadpools. Deadpool seemed to be the hit. There were old Deadpools, young Deadpools, mini Deadpools, and all kinds of Deadpools. But on Saturday especially it felt a bit crowded because there were two conventions that you enter to from the same lobby. My idea was that I will find people and interview them so that the Finnish listeners who might listen to this and whoever might listen to this will get some kind of insight into who the people are who create the podcast media. I was planning to make some short interviews with some very simple questions that might be or might not be interesting to some people. To me... I thought that they are interesting what I'm asking. I also went to see live shows on Saturday. I went to see This Game is Broken podcast. Of course because I was in one of their episodes. So why wouldn't I go see them live because the guys are great. And the live show was also good. I suggest that you listen to it when it comes available. They also recorded it on video but I have no idea who has the video and where will it be released and in what form. But you should check it out when you 
see it because there were some demonstrations and such that are much better on video than audio, I assume. I was also planning to go to watch Shut Up and Sit Down live on Saturday, but then I thought that if I go there, I won't have time to do anything else, except sit there in the conference room and wait for the next show to begin. I went to see Dice Tower live top 10, and that was also funny and nice to watch live. I suggest you watch it also, I don't want to spoil anything. Their top 10 was top 10 games that we suck at. And it actually ran very short compared to this normal one hour top 10s and such. Sam Healy couldn't come, his kids had a graduation, so he decided not to come to the convention, and that's a good excuse in my opinion. So they replaced him with Dave Luza, and at the end of the show people were asked to come up and say what game they are sucking at, and I was thinking that I should have gone, but then I thought that I don't suck at any games. I'm not really bad at any type of game, or I couldn't figure out what to say there if I went up, so I decided not to go. In general, I tend to not be bad at games. I, I'm very rarely the last. I'm usually the second or first if it's the first time playing a game. I might win the game, but usually I'm second or third or such. But now, when I was recording the Finnish version of this, I was actually thinking that what is a game that I'm not good at? Is there a game? That kind of a game that I'm not really good at or that I should mention, that I could have mentioned in the live show. And I looked to myself, I didn't find anything. Then I opened Board Game Geek and actually I have this type of game that I'm not really good at. And especially Dominion is a game that I'm not really good at. I'm good at playing the game but I'm not good at winning the game because I concentrate on creating my deck making my engine, setting up the combos, and I have so much fun playing the game with the cards and the deck and such, so that I forgot to take these point cards. And also I don't like that they, in a way, make my deck stuck, so that the deck doesn't work in a way that it should work. It's also the same in Legendary. If someone would play it so that they count the points, I would probably never win the game. I want to play that game fully cooperative and I want to be in a support role and I just want to make crazy combos with the deck and I try different strategies but if we would count points I would not win that game. It would be really difficult for me and I wouldn't enjoy it that much. But it is very rarely played counting the points at least here and among the people that I play the games with in general. But that's about the only game or only type of game that I'm not good at. No, that's the wrong way to say. The only type of game that I suck at. And I suck at it because I don't remember to try to win. I just try to have fun playing the game. I mentioned that I had an idea or a plan to interview people. And I had asked via email from Tom Vassell that can I interview him. He said that if you find me, you can do it. So on Friday morning or noon when we went there first time, we first ran to Cosmos booth. I wanted the exits, the new ones, the English versions as soon as possible so that they don't run out. I don't think they ran out during the convention, but I didn't know how many they have. Like the Century Eastern Wonders, there were probably, as far as I know and have heard, there were only 500 copies and they sold out very quickly. So I couldn't even see the game during the convention. 
So we ran to the dice tower booth and Tom Vassell was there. So I thought that I'll ask him when he can do the interview. And after waiting for a while for my turn, there were people shaking hands and talking with him. And he really took his time with the people who went to talk to him. He was not in a rush to go somewhere. He was very relaxed during this convention and I really liked it that he seemed to be down to earth and very, how can I say, very interested in talking with the people who came to talk with him. He was there, he was present. So I went to him as I said that I sent you email, do you remember? No, he didn't remember of course, but I said that you told me that if I find you I can interview you. So do we set a time or something? And he said that do it now. So I thought, okay, do it now. I didn't write the questions. What what will I do now? And I thought for a moment and I just made it on the fly. After I left the convention on Friday evening, I thought that I should have asked these and these questions more. So they are after I thanked them and such. So in the Friday morning, I interviewed Tom Vassell. As I already mentioned, Tom seemed to be a very nice guy and... Very surprising thing to me was that his sound was so much softer in person than it is in a video or in a podcast. I don't know why, but he seemed much nicer and the voice was not sharp. I mean, it gave even nicer view of him because his voice was like that. Then Dave Luza was with him at the booth. So I asked him that, can I interview him? He said, of course. And after his shift ended, we went for a coffee and I interviewed him outside. I also saw Matthew Jude and Dan Hughes at the booth at the same time, right before we went for coffee with Dave. And Dan gave me this kind of a pin. This game is broken pin, and I'm very happy to have it. And also he gave me a pack of Huddersfield promos for Timeline. Now I just need to get the English version of Timeline, because the card size is different than it is in the Finnish Timeline. But let's see, maybe I find Timeline Challenge at some point. Speaking of which, I didn't find it in this convention and the game store people and even Asmodee didn't know if it's available in Europe in English. Because I really want that game but it seems that it has to be ordered from USA or some other way. I also asked Matt and Dan if I can interview them and we agreed that I will do it on Saturday. Not on Friday because their shift was beginning and there was much stuff to do. So now that we are talking about the interviews, I will play them after a while. On Saturday I interviewed Dan Hughes and Matthew Jude. And then I also saw, by chance, Isaac Childress, who is the creator of Gloomhaven, among some other games. But maybe he's famous for that. I thanked him for the whole nation, on behalf of whole board game community in Finland, who have played and loved the game. And I interviewed him, but... He was a bit surprised for the interview and I don't know how the clip will be but I made a shorter interview of him because some of the questions were not maybe aimed to a publisher or a designer. I had plans to interview Luke Hector, the Broken Meeple, but I didn't find him from anywhere. Except just before the Dice Tower live show, this top 10, I saw him and I talked with him in the queue for a while. We agreed to make the interview on Sunday, but the time that we agreed was at the same time with the Dice Tower quiz show that I really wanted to take part in. And now because I derailed the discussion to the quiz show, I will talk about that a bit. It was a similar quiz show as 
if you've watched any of these videos from Dice Tower where they have these quiz shows that there are lists of something and you have to guess what is the most and what is the second most and such and you get points in a different way. Many people were with groups there already so they had their groups. I went there with my wife and my daughter and the daughter woke up so wife couldn't really participate. I was alone and there was a Danish guy called Ule in front of me in the room and we decided that we will make a team. So it was just the two of us. Our team name was the original to be determined. So the original TBDs. In case you're watching the video or hear it from somewhere. And we finished in the about middle. But if we got one question correct. We would have won the competition by 300 points. There was one competition where there were components of different games and you got that many points as there were components as long as the game that you guessed was the second most. And if we had guessed correct we would have got 1500 points more. But that's how it went. From everything else we got very good points. But we both agree that luckily we didn't win because they were giving six games to the winning team. So we would have had three games each and they wouldn't have fit to our luggage anyway. So we would have ended up giving them to someone. Back to the interview stuff. So I managed to find everyone I had planned beforehand to find and interview except Luke Hector. On top of this I had possibility or I could have possibly interviewed meaning that I saw them but I didn't see them at the moment that I could interview them. I saw all the guys from Shut Up and Sit Down, Efka and Elaine from Nopun included, and them I could have caught, but I didn't remember Elaine's name, and I thought that it's a bit impolite to go and say, hey Efka and you other person, can I interview you? So I decided not to do that. I checked the name and then tried to find them afterwards, but I couldn't see them in such a situation that I could interview them. Also, I saw Rado, he was running around, pun included, he was running around the lobby and I thought that I will catch him, but I couldn't catch him again. Whenever I saw him, he was playing a game, or I was not in a situation to interview him. His wife was also there selling her glass stuff that she's selling in Etsy. Those things are actually really nice looking, and if you haven't seen them, you should maybe look at them, because they are really cool looking gaming pieces. I saw Actualol, so John Purkis, in the This Game is Broken live show, but other than that I didn't find him. I would have interviewed him if I find him. Same goes for Slicker Drips, Tom Heath, and I also heard that John Gets Games was visiting from USA, and also I saw Heavy Cardboard, who were also visiting the convention. I actually wanted to meet this gaming rules guy, Paul Krogan, but I just couldn't find him anywhere. I would have said that he's doing a very good job and such. Other designers than Isaac Childress, I saw this Finnish guy Timo Multamaki. I thought that I will interview him, but the moment when I decided to go to interview him, he was showing the game to Rado. So I didn't want to go and interrupt them because maybe they were filming something or just talking or something. Ignacy I saw very briefly, Trevicek. Uh, he was promoting his detective board game, the new board game, and he was taking groups to his hotel room to play in private that game. It was not in open demonstration or something, but he arranged playthroughs in his hotel room. I don't know if I would have found him on Friday, 
early enough maybe I could have asked that can I join in one of them but maybe or maybe not it would have been possible that's actually a game that I would have wanted to try other than that there was Zev Schlesinger however you pronounce the name this guy from Zeman Games who is now working for WizKids but he also I didn't see him when I had a possibility to record or interview him he should have been or could have been a nice guy to talk to so I think I've babbled enough now let's go into the interviews I'm just playing them one after another here after this speech so you can just listen to them in a row I hope the sound quality is good enough I recorded with a small recorder and in the interviews I asked the people who are they what do they do what game would they want to play at that moment and what game they wouldn't want to play at that moment what's the hottest game of the convention of course the reply is different depending on what day it is is it friday saturday or sunday when interviewing what color do they want to play with and what they don't want to play with and this i thought that this might be interesting to someone to know what games or what colors people want to play with because it gives some kind of depth or not depth but maybe some kind of view into the people and their personalities what color they want to play with then i asked them to say something to their finnish followers or fans and then i thanked them and then i add the extra questions that i thought after the friday which are the best thing and the worst thing in this board game media creation stuff that they do and also what is the best thing and the worst thing in board gaming as a hobby or in general not necessarily best and least favorite but what what they like and what they dislike rather so here we go so what's your name uh tom vassal what do you do <laughs> uh, i play board games but i review them that's my job i think that's what you mean yeah that's what i mean um What's the hottest game at the moment? Not in the convention necessarily, but at the moment. What you would play right now if you would get to play one game? Well, that changes all the time. But I'd say right, right now I would play uh, Space Base. From AEG. From AEG, okay. Uh, that's why I asked that right now, because it changes all the time. You, also, the top ten lists and everything are changing, depending on the moment. Not for you, the top two or so, but for everyone else, right? No, it, even for me it changes a lot, because... As you get older, or just time goes by, you're going to want to play different games. So I'm always playing various games and trying new things out, and maybe one year I'm in a mood for war games. It just changes, and I, I, I like that. But if you always ask me what the hottest game is, it's the game I haven't played. I always like playing new games. Yeah, it's always the same. So what's the game that you would not play at this moment? If you could choose any game that you would least want to play, what you dislike the most at this very moment, don't say Phase 10. Oh, I was going to say Phase 10. All right, uh, Diplomacy. Because Diplomacy is a very good game for a lot of reasons. But it's too long, and and I just I wouldn't play it. Any, yeah, I, someone's going to end up crying at the table. So. Yeah, that's true. What's the hottest game of the convention? I don't know yet. It's always... Uh, you. I'll know by tomorrow, probably, to see what people are really hot about. Maybe Century Eastern Wonders. A lot of people are getting that. There's the two new exit games here, so that's... Oh, you got them both? Yeah, so there's... Those those are probably going to sell out, I would imagine. Uh, but I don't I don't know what's new here or not, actually, yet. All right. 
So, what's your favorite color to play with? Uh, three in the order of preference. Uh, purple, white, black. Uh, maybe purple, black, white. But definitely purple first. I always, I always pick colors that are not normal. Like, most games have red, yellow, green, blue. And Sam always plays green, and Z always plays yellow. So I'm usually red or blue. Uh, but if there's purple, I like playing with it. Okay, what's your least favorite color to play with? Brown. Actually, my least favorite color is if there are two colors that are very similar, I don't like playing either of those colors. That's understandable. Uh, what would you like to tell to your fans in Finland? Well, first of all, thanks for watching the show. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you should come to Dice Tower Con. <laughs> we said it to everybody. Uh, no, but uh, keep playing games and having a good time. And, and, and uh, I, I really like that this is a global community. And it's really cool. We've never been to Finland. If you guys ever have a convention, let us know. We'd love to come. Um, but uh, it's really cool to know that people around the world like your stuff. I asked you three years ago to come to our small convention of 50 people. You said that's not possible. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. But yeah, 50 people is probably hard to do. Yeah, we have one uh, convention in uh, November every year. Last year it was in September in Helsinki. It's Lautapelam and there's maybe about 500 people or something. It's not big, but it's a convention anyway. Well, you never know. And maybe some year we'll be able to come and visit some other countries when we come to Essen. Maybe. I don't know. You can do some holidays sometime. I don't know if I'm allowed to take holidays. But Santa lives in Finland. Probably. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. He might live in America. Oh, God. Okay, we have to stop this. Thank you, Tom. Alrighty, thank you very much. So what's the best thing in this uh, media content creation that you do? Easily the best thing we do is going to conventions and meeting people who watch our stuff. Easily. That is so enjoyable to talk to people. Um, who like yourself. The internet is a really cold, nasty, mean place sometimes. But uh, the conventions are warm and friendly and I love them. Uh, what's your least favorite thing about this? I guess my least favorite thing is, is seeing how some people will take what you do and they will take a personal dislike of me. You know, and they'll say, I don't like Tom. And I get that you don't like my reviews or my style or whatever. I just think it's odd that people, like some people say, I hate him. And I guess that's the least favorite, to read that sort of stuff. It's not a huge deal. In fact, it's not that big of a deal at all, really. But I guess that's the thing I would say. Uh, what's the best thing in board gaming as a hobby? The best thing in board gaming as a hobby is... Uh, the people you play against? I don't know. Okay, that's a good answer. Uh, what's your least favorite thing about uh, board gaming as a hobby? Or do you have some issues at the moment? No, I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not going to say any major issue with that. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, what's your name and what do you do? Hi, my name is Dave Luza and I make, I'm a video content creator for uh, about board games. The Happy Luza is how you find me on YouTube. Okay, thank you. Um, what's the game that you would play right now at this moment, if you could, the most eagerly? That will be the networks, because I haven't played it yet, and the guy who makes the networks, Gil Hova, he thinks I did, and it tends to make for some awkward conversations, so that's the game I, I need to be having played. Not because I think it's any good, I think it's good, but I just haven't played it yet, and yeah, it's, it's awkward right now, so... Can't you just admit that you didn't play it? Yeah, but yesterday he explained 
to me very nicely how his expansion worked and I kind of said oh yeah I know what you mean and pretended that I knew what the combos were he was talking about so that moment passed I think okay so what's a game that you would not play at this moment I mean what game do you dis- dislike the most at this moment don't say Kingdom Builder because that's for all time your hated game but at the very moment what you wouldn't play um, I don't want to play Uwe Rosenberg games the the long ones the, the ones that have a million options and you don't get some lead as to what is a good way to go um, I, I tend to I played La Havre yesterday I won I, I butchered everyone in the, at the table but I didn't enjoy it very much Any any game in particular? Just oh, just any longer over game? Uh, I will I will say Caverna. I will not play Caverna. All right. Uh, what do you think is the hottest game of the convention? Do you have any opinion for now? According to the hype or something, it's the first day of the convention, so you can't really know. Maybe. But what do you think? Hard thing about this convention is there are not that many hot games. There are 250 copies of Century Spice Road Eastern Wonders. The um, I have to stop recording. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is the only game, well, almost the only game that is hot and just got released here. So th- that's the hottest game, I would say. All right. I got the exits already. I think they were also released here. Yeah, but I have I have already played all the exit games. I am from Germany, and before they get released in English, they, um, they actually they have two new exit games coming up that are for kids that are amazing. My son is nine, and he's um, he loves playing exit games, and those two games are aimed targeted at kids from well nine, ten, eleven years old. So, yeah, they are coming up. You've you've got some good games coming to you. All right, this is news. I didn't know about it. Thank you. Um, what color do you want to play your games with? Maybe three colors in the order of preference. Red, red and green. <laughs> Now, I've, a lot of gamers say, what would you like to be? And I said, if, if no one cares, I'll take red. Just, it's easier to have a preference because, uh, no, you take that, no, I'll take red. I said red twice because I thought, no, give me red. <laughs> Um, green is the color I never get to play with because both my son and my wife have green as a preference. So if I'm playing with one of those, I know green is taken. And then I would take orange because the Netherlands is orange. All right. What is your least favorite color to play with? Maybe one or two. Yellow is the worst color in the world. <laughs> How about another one? Is it again yellow and yellow? It, it's yellow and yellow. There, there's a shade in yellow maybe the lighter yellow gets the the, the uglier it gets yeah all right uh, what do you want to say to your fans in Finland or people in Finland in general um, I would like to thank them for knowing who I am because I surely know who you are all of you <laughs> and no it's um I, I love Finland. I did a school project on Finland when I was, I think, 12, which is a long time ago, and it was called Finland, the country with a thousand lakes. 
and since then I always loved Finland. The only downside is I've never been there because it's in Finland and that's far away. It's in Europe, just across the sea. Come on. Yeah, that's true. I should I should go visit Finland. I'll visit you and play games with you. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what's the best thing in what you do, this board game media creation? What's the best thing in it? The best best thing in it definitely is meeting the people that listen to what we do, that look at the videos and they are excited about it. Meeting fans is amazing and that is, oh, we can't do it for the money. We, we're not as big as the Dice Tower or something else like that. Uh, this game is broken. Uh, we started making a little bit of money just to get to get us together and get us closer to our audience because we love our audience. What's the worst thing in this media creation thing? The worst thing in our media creation thing is sitting at home and thinking what to do next. Because I like to do creative stuff. I like to make a song and I like to do... And there's this moment where you just finished something and it was amazing. And sometimes you get a lot of responses, people saying it was amazing. Sometimes you get nothing because it was... Because I posted it on the wrong time and everyone is still asleep. Or And then you're sitting, okay, what next? So, I love editing. I love taping. But just getting from the idea, getting the idea and bringing that idea to life, that is a hard part. And it's so easy to just think and I'll do it later or, yeah, just, just being disciplined in making more content. What's the best thing in our hobby, board gaming? Best thing in our hobby is definitely the people that we meet because it doesn't matter how you what you look like doesn't matter where you come from doesn't matter what uh, i don't know it, it all just comes down to you like playing games i like playing games let's play games is there something you don't like in the hobby or do you have some issues with some things that are happening in the hobby um at this moment i have um an issue with people saying explaining something about a game and and saying the phrase it has surprising uh, it's surprisingly strategic because every game is surprisingly strategic so don't don't mention that around me <laughs> okay thank you you're welcome so who are you and what do you do hey everybody i'm z garcia i work with the dice tower and i do video reviews top 10 lists basically board game coverage uh, what's the game if you could play any game at this very moment what would it be what's the hottest game in your life at the moment that would probably be arkham horror the card game i've been playing a lot of arkham horror the card game lately i'm loving the story i'm loving the immersion it's just a great you know fantastic release and they just came out with a new expansion which has a really cool jungle setting so that's on my mind right now yeah okay uh, what's the game that you dislike the most at the moment what you would not play at the moment at any cost oh wow probably something very long and uh, that doesn't change a lot over the course of the game can't think of one necessarily but something along the lines of a maybe Terra Mystica or uh, 
maybe Twilight Imperium fourth. <laughs> Something like that. Something that was just really big and epic. And, and if it's fantasy or generic fantasy, that also doesn't help. I don't tend to like those very much. Alright. Did you play Twilight Imperium 4th edition already? Have I played it before? I have not played it before, no. I think you have to promise to play it with Sam or something. I think we did not hit that stretch goal. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm in the clear. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think is the hottest game in this convention? Do you know yet, or what do you expect it to be? You know, I don't know. I, I think it's too early to tell. It's always a little difficult to pinpoint that. Especially for us, we're running a booth here, so we're, we have a hard time getting out and looking around. I've seen a lot of good-looking games from smaller companies, and that's that's a nice trend. I like seeing that. I like seeing, for example, we saw one small French publisher, and the games looked... Like they could be from Yellow or Asmodee or someone like that. It was a tiny little company. A couple of people ran it. But the artwork, the quality of the production was fantastic. And that's the kind of thing I like seeing. Just to see the entire hobby really come up. And everybody's getting better, you know. As far as one game specifically, I don't know. I couldn't tell you that yet. Do you remember the name of the company? Or do you want to tell the name of the company? I don't remember the name of the company. The game was called Brothers. And it was a two-player abstract game. It had a theme, but it was basically an abstract strategy game in which you were playing tiles and, and conquering territory. It was a really cute, simple little game. You would play ones with different sides and then switch the tiles, and you play the other side and add up your scores. That was it. It was really a 15-, 20-minute game. just really liked the look of it. Okay, thank you. Um... What is your favorite color to play with? Everybody probably knows it's yellow, but if you had to list three favorite colors that you would play with, what are they? Uh, my favorite colors to play with are yellow, yeah, and then orange, and then I don't care after that one. Yeah, something close to yellow so I don't get confused. So red-ish, yeah. Any reason for that? Uh, a couple of reasons. My mother plays yellow, so I play uh, yellow because of her, but also because uh, most people don't want it and it really usually pops out on the board. Yeah. Uh, what's your least favorite color to play with? Whatever blends in. Other than that, I don't care. All right. Um, what do you want to say to your Finnish fans? Or do you want to say some greetings or something? Maybe someone will listen to this podcast, actually. <laughs> well, I'm not going to try to say it in Finnish, that's for sure. Really? But, uh, Oh no, I, I'm, I'm not that brave. But I uh, just want to say thanks for uh, for checking us out, watching our videos. You know, being up, being uh, viewers of the show. I don't like saying fans; I find that word kind of weird. But just sort of being viewers and uh, you know enjoying what we do, we appreciate it. That's why we do it. So someone watches, you do this, or so someone listens, and that's always nice to know. Thank you. Tom already promised that you will come fin- come to Finland someday. Maybe. Uh, absolutely, I'd love to do it. Yeah. I'll that be would there. be cool, actually. Yeah, I'll be there. If he's there, I'm there. Uh, that's a deal, then. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. What's your favorite thing about this thing that you do, this board game media creation stuff? Well, I love being able to discover games uh, early. That's one thing that is a nice perk, being able to see ahead what's coming out, uh, get informed about that. But really, 
it's the people. It's everybody you get to meet, everybody who comes up and says, hey, because of you, I discovered this one game. Now I play with my husband or my wife or my kids, and we all enjoy them together. It's that. It's that being able to influence other people's lives, if only a little bit. You know, I used to be a teacher, and that's the main thing I liked about it, being able to be an influence on these kids' lives. And now I still get to do that a little bit. It just feels so rewarding. What's your least favorite thing about this? The, hmm, let's see, I, probably the very long hours of editing that uh, go on behind the scenes. You know, it's something that people don't really, uh, I think, appreciate or understand. Uh, you know, you see the final product. Like, like everybody who does something well done, I think, you see the final thing, you go, wow, that's cool, and it always looks easy. Hopefully it looks easy. There's a lot of work that goes into it, you know both for our own videos, for any sort of creative endeavor like that. So that's the hardest thing. You know, I'm not a an editor by trade or anything like that, so it's a lot of content to understand and, uh, and manipulate well. And it's just really long hours, yeah. What's the best thing in this hobby, board gaming? The best thing in the hobby, I think, is watching people who have no reason to come together coming together and enjoying a board game together. Just seeing people laugh together, share something that they, they all understand on the same level, and it's people that might not even be friends outside of gaming. And that's fantastic. Having anything like that, board gaming or otherwise, it's just a good thing. So that's my favorite. Do you have some issues with the hobby at the moment, or is there something that you don't like, some aspect of the hobby? Huh. I guess my biggest thing is probably probably the way that Kickstarter has sort of evolved and not not necessarily just Kickstarter, any any sort of crowdfunded project like that or, or platform like that, is that a lot of them have not necessarily been about keeping something that needs money going or funding someone's dream that cannot possibly get done. It's more a pre-order system for many companies and many products that could be produced, could be made, but hey, we'd rather have your money now than later, which is fine. I cannot blame those people for wanting the money ahead of time. I would do the same thing. If I had the money to do something, but you're going to give it to me before I give you whatever product I'm making, yeah, I'll take it. But everybody's accepting of that in a very strange and interesting way, and that seems uh, a little backwards to me. I don't know. That's my. That's I guess my main thing. It's not a big deal. I don't have a major problem with it or anything. It just seems like a strange groupthink sort of thing that's happening. Thank you. So, who are you and what do you do? I'm Isaac Childress. I design and publish board games, most notably Gloomhaven, also uh, Founders of Gloomhaven and uh, Forge War. If you could play one game at this very moment, never mind the place or the time restrictions or anything, what would you play? Um, so I just got back from HeavyCon, which is uh, you know in the U.S., and I, I didn't get to play an 18xx game there. I really wanted to because that's like the convention you go to to play 18xx games. So one of those maybe 18 i think 1846 is the is the starting one so yeah i want to play that not terra mystica with rob though what not terra mystica with rob rouse all right 
from Pulpec Pinkpec. You have this oh, sorry. thing going on. I thought that you would like to beat him again. Uh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. It's always a pleasure to, to beat Rob, yeah. Uh, what would you most not want to play? What would you dislike playing the most at the moment? Um, yeah, there are certain games that I don't want to ever play again. Um, I hate to call them out, but... If you have to mention one, there's not many listeners anyway. And most of them are finished, so never mind. Um, maybe Dungeon Roll? Really, really don't like Dungeon Roll. <laughs> um, what is the hottest game in this convention? If you say, I mean, if you're able to say yet or not, I don't know. There's not many releases, but what it seems to be the hottest in this convention? Um, so uh, Chronicles of Crime, maybe. Um, yeah, I, try, I tried to get a game of that in, but the sign-up sheet's all full, so <laughs> it's pretty hot. Okay, so that goes my plans also, because I was planning to try to play it, but okay. Yeah, well, you can, you can look, but yeah, I think it's all full. Uh, what's your favorite color to play with? Like three favorite colors in order and why? Uh, <laughs> uh, I prefer yellow. After yellow, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. Maybe green or blue. Yeah. Uh, which colors do you dislike the most? I don't have any colors I dislike. I don't know, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess, uh, you know, nude, like if it's if it's not colored at all, right? Just wood color, that's kind of boring. Okay. Uh, do you want to say anything to Finnish people who might listen to this, or who are playing Gloomhaven and waited so long to get their copies and such? <laughs> um, uh, hello, from the U.S., I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, I hope you're enjoying the game. And, yeah, hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> Definitely. So many people have waited it already and played it and finished it and everything. They are crazy awesome. for the game. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name's Dan Hughes um, and I do a podcast called This Game is Broken. I also am a contributor to the Dice Tower uh, Board Game Breakfast. Okay. Uh, if you could choose one game to play at this very moment, what would it be and why? Um, at this moment, I think I'd like to play Libertalia. I like Libertalia. It's a, it's a great game, very interactive, but also quite thinky. And it's a game that often has kind of a lot of uh, banter and in enjoyment with other players and things like that. I've got quite a few people I know here and I don't see very often, maybe once a year and things. So a good game of Libertalia with those guys would be, would be excellent. I agree. Uh, what's the game you would least want to play at the moment? What do you dislike at this moment the at most? Moment. At this moment, I flux. I hate flux with an absolute passion. Um, it's a game that can go on for seven or eight hours uh, with no point to it at all. You might as well flip a, flip a coin. Alternatively, Betrayal on House of the Hill, which I also hate with a passion. They're, they're my they're two standout. I will never play those games again if I can possibly help it. What do you think is the hottest game in this convention? What do you think if you didn't get to see or play them? Um, the UK Games Expo is a bit of a strange beast in that um, it doesn't really have uh, hot games as such. I've seen the new trick-taking game by Adam Porter, which I can't remember the name of. It begins with a P. Um, that's getting a little bit of advertising everywhere. And I think the new Century, um, the new 
version of Century Spice Road, which I can't even remember what it is. Eastern uh, Wonders. Eastern Wonders, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably your, your biggest game. And that the previous ones came out at the Expo as well, so it's got kind of tradition of, of coming out of the Expo. But generally, the Expo's not for releasing big games. It's, it's, uh, it's more of a just kind of shopping and, and gaming type experience, I think. I think the Eastern Wonders ended yesterday already. Ended? I mean, it's sold out. Oh, right, okay. Well, there goes my chance of getting it then. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it's the same for me. Yeah. Um, what color do you like to play with? Three most uh, liked colors for you in order of preference and why? Um, well, I've, I did a very foolish thing when I started gaming in that I thought I kind of had made that affectation that I would play green. Um, and that was a really bad move because every time I don't play green, I end up moving whoever is playing green, their pieces all over the place. So generally I ruin any game that I don't play green in. So my three preferences are green, green and uh, green. There you go. Uh, yellow may be at a push because it looks a bit like green, but if there's a green player, then I'm going to be moving their pieces all the way through the game anyway. Uh, what are your three most disliked colours to play with? Oh, interesting. Um, I don't... I don't, I don't it, I think dislike's a bit stronger word. Um, I don't think I've got the... what you don't want to play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't, I don't have a uh, a very strong opinion. But um, blue, red, and white. Let's say there you go. All right. Um, do you want to say anything to your Finnish listeners or who follow you or Cora from Dice Towers videos? Um, well, uh, thank you very much for for watching and um, comment in the videos and say you like us because no one comments on our videos anymore. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the only way I get my uh, sense of self-worth. So, yeah. So, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't a narcissist, so say hello in the comments. Uh, and listen to This Game is Broken as well, the podcast. Thank you. What is the best thing in this, what you do? About uh, the kind of doing board game media. I think the best thing is, is talking to people, meeting people, meeting other media creators and also meeting people who listen. Um, That, that's basically the best and, and a way of kind of being creative um, in a fun way that incorporates your hobby and a little bit of creativity and, and just, just, it's, just a, it's just another aspect of the hobby to me um, is, is learning how to, to make things trying to be better in each thing I do trying to be more original than I was last time um, so it's a combination of meeting people interacting with people and also getting to kind of flex those creative muscles really What's your least favourite thing about this media creation? Um... The least favourite thing is sometimes can be, if you want to be really popular and really big, you need to really do the social media type thing, and that can get a little bit wearing um, if you're constantly checking your phone and, and, and updating things. And also, if you're feeling a pressure to, to create and to get something out and you're not really feeling it that day, then it starts to creep into feeling like work, basically. Um, especially kind of when you're editing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, a video can take a long time to put together. A podcast could take even longer, to be honest. Um, and so, 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 yeah, it's fine while you're enjoying it, but if you're having an off day, but you still feel the obligation to get something out, then that's the bad thing. But, you know, that's a, the rough with the smooth, really. Yeah, but I think it helps if you don't get funding from anywhere, because then you don't have that kind of a pressure, that monetary pressure. That is very true. That is very true. As soon as you start bringing money into it and having people give you donate to you, then you start having a pressure. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and I've got a pod pledge going at the moment as well. If you, yeah, so that does that does that does put a, a bit of pressure on you. But um, you know, the the trick is with things like that is not to overpromise. Um, if you overpromise, that's 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 when you start falling down. Really, it's fine when you're feeling motivated in the mood, but as soon as you start 
feeling unmotivated, then you need to be able to continue on, otherwise it's not fair to the people who back, which I think we, we do on this, this game is broken, so that's fine. What's your favourite thing about the <coughs> hobby, board gaming? Um, my favourite thing about the hobby is spending time with people, usually spending time with pe- my friends, um, having a, a kind of almost excuse to get together with people, um, and, and, and get together and, and, and have some fun, really, without, I mean, I'm not a big drinker, so without having to get drunk, um, without having to spend loads and loads of money, I mean, you, obviously you can spend loads and loads of money, but, but if you, and I have spent loads and loads of money, but theoretically somebody else could be buying these games, um, and so it's a good way of socialising really, and, a, and a, a good excuse to get together with friends, that's what I find best about the hobby. Do you have any issues in the hobby that you are not that keen on? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think there is a bit of rampant consumerism going on in the hobby, and a constant push in order to... Um, uh, sorry, uh, uh, an idiot has just <laughs> gone into my field of vision. <laughs> sorry, it's Matthew Tude. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there is a bit of a, a rampant consumerism issue and a, a constant need to to keep on buying, and almost a celebration of having a collection that you can't play all of. And I think the need to the the industry's need to keep on making money sometimes means that it's far too much of a consumerist hobby rather than a social hobby and it's about collecting and I, I sometimes think that collecting isn't the healthiest of attitudes to have I mean I've got a big collection myself I'm, I, I'm aware of all the foibles but, but certainly um, there's a big pressure on getting more and more games Thank you So who are you and what do you do? I am Matthew Jude, and I am part of This Game is Broken, the podcast. The hilarious podcast that almost tens of people listen to. At least six or seven. Come on, you have hundreds of people. Well, you know, it's actually doing better than I thought it was going to do. I mean, I would say we're a top-level, middle-tier podcast, at least. Top of the middle, top of the middle of the road. It's a great place to be. I think. All right. You don't do videos, do you? I, the only videos I, do, I don't. Uh, we do videos on the channel, but I do I do uh, board game breakfast every week, which is something I do. But uh, that's just me doing two minutes of. Hey, here's something I noticed for two minutes. It's an opinion piece, Yanni. It's an opinion. It's an opinion piece. That's important. Um, what is the game that you would? most want to play at this very moment if you could play any game bloody hell if I could play any game right now at this moment I kind of want to say the mind because it's a lot of fun don't look at me I know it's a podcast but don't look at me like that but okay any game if I could play any game in the world right now uh, I really want to play 1889 that's something I really would love to play but uh, there's a game called Brussels um, 18 something yeah Brussels 18 blah 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 <laughs> uh, which is like an art deco board game which I've got I've only managed to get to the table once but honestly it's probably the most underrated it's so good that actually yeah that is the game I'd love to play right now but no one else wants to play it which is the which is the problem I've never played that it's really good it's really 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 good it's complicated but it's, and it's so beautiful but it's uh, Rado does a great run through you'll be fine <laughs> Uh, what game would you least want to play at the moment? Don't say Small World. Oh, that's the answer. Uh, the game I least want to play at the moment would be the Munchkin CCG, probably. 
I just that probably would get be up there highly up there or no the munchkin ccg because not only is it munchkin but it's also a money sink so it's munchkin you can spend all your money on i'm sure it's fantastic and eric lang is i'm not i mean i'm i know it's not my type of games but i know that he's a genius for what he does apparently but uh yeah munchkin ccg can get lost it's gonna go to hell uh what color do you want to play with Maybe three colours in order and why? Green is my main colour, but I always have to settle for not green because Dan Hughes plays green and I'm always very nice and let him play a different colour. Green, okay, it goes green, black and white. That's my colours, that's it. Uh, green because I just my favourite colour. Yeah. Uh, and black and white because they're very much non-colours yeah. and it's a bit neutral. But, I will, but if you are playing green, I will move your pieces. That's just going to happen. What's your least favorite color to play with? Maybe one, two, or three, and why? Orange, purple, and yellow. And just broad, sweeping um, hatred, really, for bright colors in general, I think, is the main reason. I'm wearing blue today, which is a dark blue. Yeah. I normally wear black all the time. No reason, I just kind of fell into it and I feel like I just bright colours just don't suit my personality, really. But you were wearing red yesterday. I was wearing red yesterday, but it was like a denim red, which I can get away with just about. <laughs> Someone called it salmon and I was like, it's not salmon, <laughs> mate. Nothing against salmon. I, this is a personal preference. I've got nothing against anyone wearing whatever the hell they want, but black and bold dark primary colours are mainly as far as I can stand so that's why I play with as well. What do you think is the hottest game in this convention if you have any idea? Uh, what's it called? Um, Century Road Eastern Wonders is that what it's called? That's definitely the game of the cut because nothing is there's not that much stuff released here it's more of a hey this game is coming out soon but I would say that was released here and sold out as well. So it's definitely the hottest game of the con. I, I, yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, do you want to say something to your Finnish listeners or people who might listen to this podcast in Finland? Those five of them. I like your sweets. I might be the only one, but a bit of salty licorice I'm all about. Um, what would I say to the Finnish people? Just keep on doing what you're doing, guys. It's great. I like what you got going on. It's very nice, and it's a beautiful. It looks beautiful. I want to do. I was going to do a big uh, bike ride once uh, around Sweden, but I thought I could dip into other countries. It's just beautiful up there, isn't it? Really, as opposed to Britain, which is awful. <laughs> and that's it, really. Thank you. What is the best thing in doing what you do? This board game, media creation stuff. Uh. By far, the best thing that, from personally, the best thing that I've gotten out of making any board game media and stuff is just that it's like a good jumping off point for me to meet people and talk to people and stuff. I'm quite socially awkward a little bit. I'm all right once I get talking to you, but I'm quite like, I'm, I'm not, I don't like approaching people and stuff like that. But um, meeting people and like meeting like Dan because when I start when I got into the hobby I met Dan kind of like said hello I know you do this thing on board game breakfast and I do something and it like I got Dan Hughes that is and uh, we met and it was really nice and just meeting people and all the 
like all the all the other, a lot of the content creators I've met, which has been really really nice. But just meeting people and talking, which is the, all there is. That's the best thing about board games, really. It's not really about games. It's kind of about what it is. It's all about the games. But it's also um, it's about like meeting people and playing with other people, and that's the best thing I've got from doing. Uh, also, the fortune I've made off uh, <laughs> off podcasting has just been. Well, it's changed my life. It's changed my lifestyle. But, yeah, to meet people and that kind of thing. Honestly, really, really is the best thing about it, I think. What's your least favorite thing about the media creation stuff that you do? Editing Dan Hughes on... A, no, do you know what? Our podcast... It's... Uh, it seems silly, right, that... Before I did the podcast, I just did a two-minute video on Board Game Breakfast, right? But... These, it's a lot... It's not a lot of work in you know in real world or anything, but it's some things are very time consuming. You have to have a, it's a commitment, right? And uh, so you have to kind of, tr- which I'm not great at, but you have to try and do something every week. And the hardest thing about it, and the worst thing about it, is uh, feeling like not feeling like you're committed. There's nothing that bad about it, but um, it's keep you have to do something every week. And thinking of something interesting to say every week, for me especially, can be uh, very. Tech- looking at me very very accepting of that uh it's hard sometimes you kind of go well i'm going to talk about this card game this week let's hope that's what we're doing that's that's all that's all i can think of <laughs> you already half replied the next question what is the best thing about the hobby board gaming uh, yeah it's the people the people you know the dice tower always say about games and the people who play them. It's the people who play them. It really, really is. That's why I've always liked um, really simple card games and stuff because you're almost it's almost just an excuse to talk to people. And it's just, it is the people that play the games. That is by far the best thing. And I would be surprised if a lot of other people haven't answered a similar, in a similar way. Uh, what thing in the hobby you don't like? Or what are you least keen on? I think... There is, I mean, I'm happy for everyone to do what they want to do, right? And I think that's really important. When you're in like a niche hobby, you can't be like, oh, that person's cosplaying. Weird. You know, you're playing a game about space right now. So it's not that weird that they're in a costume, right? But I think the, yeah, I think my least favorite thing is people being, if you, earlier I said I hate, like, or, or I mentioned that I don't, like, Munchkin CCG, I don't want to play it. But if you want to play it, then play it. And if you like it, then if you love Munchkin CCG, that's absolutely brilliant. And I think that's the best thing. And you should play it all the time if you want, if you love it. And my least favorite thing in the hobby is if people say, oh, well, they're playing Munchkin CCG. It's like, well, who cares what they're playing as long as they're having a good time? Who, who, how does that affect you at all? And I think that kind of snobbery is my, is uh, which isn't, which isn't that prevalent all the time, but it certainly is a thing. We, I do it. I do it. I like dry, dusty, the driest Euro that you can get. I love it. And I know that isn't what everyone else likes. And if your game is about space or something like that, or if it's Star Wars especially, I'm like, I'm not playing that. But So we all do it, but I hate Star Wars. Uh, it's just a thing. But yeah, so it's people being snobbery, I think, is my least favorite thing. Thank you. Besides these interviews and meeting the people, my idea was to see if there are some board games that are cheaper there than in here in Finland. And there were some, quite a few actually, 
But I had space in the luggage for just a few games because when leaving I decided that I will put a packet of diapers to the luggage and whatever fits to that space in the luggage can come back with me. So I bought from the expo the new exits, Sunken Treasures and Deadman on the Orient Express and First Martians and that was very cheap, it was 30 pounds in many places there. It seems that companies wanted to get rid of their stock because maybe it didn't live up to the hype that it got. On top of those, Chaos Cards made a nice deal for me. I got Yokohama for £35, so I also bought That's a Question from them and Harvest Dies. That's all the games that I carried with me back and I think that was enough. My luggage was 23.6 kilo as well as my wife's luggage, so we both managed to bring back the exact amount that we are supposed to bring back. Besides this, I would have wanted to buy the Viticulture expansion, the newest expansion, but I didn't really see it somewhere or anywhere. It was there for sale, but I didn't see anywhere on a shelf or on a table or somewhere that I would have bought it from. I mentioned earlier this Century Eastern Wonders, that I would have bought if I managed to do it, but it ended before I even saw the game. I will put some pictures of the games that I saw there and I took a picture of to Instagram or Facebook or both. I already put some pictures from the convention area and the people and such earlier and I put pictures of the giant games that I took pictures of to Instagram. I didn't take picture of giant pandemic because it's pandemic and I've seen enough of pandemic already. Some games that were very nicely presented in the convention were miniature games. Especially Star Wars Legacy. They had created many nice terrains and layouts for paddles to the Fantasy Flight booth. And it looked very nice. I could have played it if I had time. And in general it seems that if you went to a booth and you wanted to play a game, you could play the game. Maybe even the full game. Not just a two-round demo or something. Which is very nice in this convention, in my opinion, because as far as I've understood, sometimes the demos are just demos, a few rounds and that's it. But if I had known it beforehand that you can actually play the games, I would have reserved some time for that. And also, playing games was not that easy, because I was there with my wife and my daughter, and we actually managed to play exactly one game. We played Drop It with my wife when the daughter was taking a nap. And that game, two player, was a bit uh, meh. Maybe it needs four players, maybe it's just not good with two or something. Uh, We didn't really like it as much as I thought that we would. If we want to play that kind of abstract game, we can play something else that has more game in it. Maybe Santorini or such, or Azul. Besides the Star Wars Legacy, Song of Ice and Fire looked interesting. Red Alert also looked interesting, but I didn't get a picture of that. And Red Alert has nothing to do with Command and Conqueror. It is Command and Colors, which is Richard Bork's system. So if you see somewhere C at C Red Alert related to board games, it has nothing to do with that video game from the 90s. There was also Way of the Panda that you could have played. And also this Spiel des Jahres Nomini Luxor was there and also this Quackers of something something. Luxor actually looked quite good 
and the families and people who were playing that seem to enjoy it a lot so let's see maybe it's a proper candidate in spiel nominations this quaker game i didn't really find very fascinating it seemed a bit random and it didn't look that good i didn't even take a picture of it for that reason there were imaginariums from bruno catala that looked cool and i like the artwork it's a bit strange steampunkish artwork the game looks good but i haven't bought it yet because i'm not sure if i will like that game or not it's that kind of a game that maybe i should try it before i buy it there was also x-wing second edition i just looked at the people who played it and asked that is it better than first and they gave it thumbs up so maybe it's better than the first edition then one cool looking game was big trouble in little china i don't know this movie it's some kind of a cult classic or something something but in finland i haven't really seen it or been able to watch it or anything it didn't come from tv when i was aware of it and such maybe it's more trendy in uk or in usa or something like that there were some cool looking games like catch the moon where you pile ladders on top of each other and try to make a high tower of ladders when i saw it i thought that is it some strange version of junk art but then i noticed that it's a different game also beasts of balance looked very interesting that you put these big animals on top of each other and then there's a scanner on the stand and you scan the card there and the card tells you something and something it seemed very interesting i didn't try it but i saw people play it at the demo stand so that looked cool also there was one stand where there was some man and woman a bit older and they had handmade games called witch knickers and ojima flips i didn't find them from anywhere not from google not from board game geek so i have no idea what's the story there but as far as i understood they were handmade and they just brought them there to be played some kids were playing with their parents and they looked really cool i have pictures of them also if you want to see how they look they are probably not for sale or not in publication or at least i don't know what's the thing here but they looked very cool I also took a picture of Starship Samurai that didn't really interest me that much and The Great Fire of London 1666 was a game being demoed there and that seems like some kind of area control thing where the fire is spreading and you try to save your cubes or something like that. It looked also quite fun, not necessarily fun but interesting. Two games that I have packed in Kickstarter were also there that i took a picture of and looked at them more closely there was gentes and it seemed to be the deluxe edition with the silk printing and the wooden components it looked good but i didn't really stick around to watch how it plays in reality because the guy just finished the rules explanation when i saw the game so i didn't want to disturb the players longer than necessary i also saw the new version of brass lancaster this Roxley Games version that I backed in Kickstarter that I'm waiting in July. I don't know if this is a demo copy or something. It looked a bit worn out, but it looks so nice. And I'm waiting to get my copy soon so I can actually touch it and look at it and maybe get it to the table even. But it looked very nice, the new version of Brass. I also saw Chronicles of Crime. It's a 
game that I almost packed in Kickstarter. It's this deduction game where you try to solve a crime. And it looked also very interesting. UK Games Expo also gives awards at the end of the expo to games in certain categories. So in case you haven't read it or seen it or heard it anywhere, the awards given in this expo were the following. Best children's game, the judges award goes for a brain box people at work by the green board game company. People's choice goes to Rhino Hero Super Paddle, the Habermas GmbH, so Haba. Best family game, both judges award and people's choice go to Untold Adventures Await by Hub Games. And this is actually a very interesting game to me. It uses Rory Story Cubes, which is also by the same company, and you create stories from those story cubes in a bit different way. This is basically what Timeline Challenge is for Timeline. This Untold Adventures Await is for Rory Story Cubes. So it gives different game to the same old system. And it's very interesting, I will be getting this at some point, especially to play with the kid and wife. Best party game, both awards go to When I Dream by Repos. Best board game, European style, the judges award goes to Great Western Trail by Stronghold and People's Choice go to Photosynthesis by Blue Orange. This is interesting because Photosynthesis was released last summer, so it's almost one year old game. Great Western Trail, I thought that it came out before last UK Games Expo, but maybe it didn't. If it didn't, then fine. Otherwise, I have this feeling that this is a bit too old to be in this year's Expo. Best card game or dice game? The judges award goes to Picoco by Brain Games, and People's Choice goes to Legend of the Five Rings by Fantasy Flight Games. Best miniatures range goes to Warhammer 40,000 Dark Imperium by Games Workshop and it got both of the awards. And this is what I like and is interesting is that they give miniatures range, so the miniatures award separately from the rules. So best miniatures rules, the both awards go to Gaslands by Osprey Games. Best abstract game, also both awards go to Thieves by Merlin Games. Best Expansion, the Judges Award goes to Queen Domino by Blue Orange Games. Is it really an expansion or a standalone game that can be added to another one? Hmm. It's not an expansion, sorry. It's another game that is more of a game than a King Domino. People's Choice goes to Cities of Splendor by Space Cowboys. Best Accessory, the Judges Award goes to DMB Games Resin Dungeon Tile Corset. And People's Choice goes to Big Book of Battle Mats by Loke Battle Mats. Best board game, American style. See what they did there? It's American style and not Ameritrash. It's a good terminology they are using. European style and American style. And there is also one more strategic style. It's a very interesting division to divide it to three in this way. But it's probably not a big surprise that the best American style board game award goes to Rising Sun by Simon. Best role playing adventure, the judges award goes to Two Headed Serpent by Chaosium Inc. 
and people's choice go to the Tulhu hack three phases of the Wendigo by all rolled up best role playing expansion the judges award goes to down darker train by Kusum Inc and people's choice go to leagues of Tulhu by triple s games best role playing game the judges award goes to adventures in an age undreamed of by modifius entertainment limited and people's choice goes to sins the role playing game by first falling leaf limited and now the best board game strategic style the judges award goes to civilization by gibsons and people's choice go to warhammer underworlds shadespire by games workshop So, all in all, I'm happy that we went to UK Games Expo. This is a very friendly convention. It's a nice convention. The emphasis is not on the buying and selling necessarily, and it's not on the playing either. It's somewhere in between. And I think this is a very good convention to go to if you haven't been to a bigger convention. So maybe you get an understanding if you like the playing more or the buying more or seeing new stuff or such there are not many new releases here but there were some new games especially all the spiel nominees were there to be played if you wanted to do so i don't know if the mind was somehow organized play there but all the other nominees i saw somewhere but probably someone had this the deck of the mind and actually some game stores were selling the german copies of the mind and people were buying them if you go I suggest that you check hotels from further away maybe because the hotel prices at the NEC area are very expensive and you can easily get there by train in 10 minutes or even less if you stay in a smaller town close by but of course the good side if you would stay at the area especially if you stay at Hilton or even if you stay in another hotel there is this open gaming area in Hilton downstairs also and they had this starship simulator there and other entertainments that you could have got in if you wanted to and the role playing is happening at the hotel most of it at least they have rooms reserved for that and the gaming area is very nice there and also there are these food trucks in front of the hotel there is some kind of a mini food expo that food trucks come there and you can buy street food easily and different types of street food the prices were a bit high though but the toast that we all got was very nice and it wasn't that expensive and we got to eat it at the gaming area in the Hilton downstairs the area was very nice i suggest that you go and play a game there if it's possible for you if you go there next year let's say that's about it for the expo i suggest that you go and see how it is if it's possible for you you should like it because this is a some kind of a hybrid expo It's not a sales expo, it's not a gaming convention, it's somewhere in between and I really liked how this convention was. I will go again if it's possible and if it's easy and everything because also the people were so nice in England in general, not only in the expo. Thank you for listening this one. I don't know what I'll do for the next episode. I have some comments and opinions on other Finnish podcasts topics that I might want to speak out so the next episode might be about that also i have still games to tell from the spring 
that I've played and what I think about them. And as I mentioned in an earlier episode, I will redo my top 100 list or top list of games. So that will happen at some point in the summer. At least the recording will happen. Probably the episode will be out in early autumn or late summer, but I will redo the list probably in July. In any case, this podcast is now available from Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and iTunes. Also, this can be found from BoardGameGeek, and there is also a guild in BoardGameGeek called Mitä Pelataan. You're welcome to join there, there's probably no one else except me at the moment. I will put some content there, but if it's empty, it's empty. But at least it's made, so it exists if there is a need for it at some point. Thanks again for listening, and follow me on other media as well. You can find me from Facebook under the username Mita Pelata. It's a page in SoundCloud where this podcast is located, and Twitter and Instagram. You can find me with username Mita Pelataan. On BoardGameGeek, my username is Zuxi. If you want to check from that way, also, if you want to send me email, my email address is mitapelataan at gmail.com. If you know anyone who would be interested in listening to this, or checking my content otherwise, please tell them to do so. Thank you, let's get back to it later, and I'll tell you what to replay. The music used in this podcast was created by SoundCloud user Grim Thanks to him for letting me use it.